Welcome to Front Desk Goddess Diaries, where we show you how to work smarter, not harder, because busyness does not equal profitability. Join our conversations where we hope to decrease stress, help you take more time off, and have more fun. Here we go. Hi, my name is Amy. I'm a personal practice coach for the Brady Group, and I've been in your shoes. I have the pleasure of working with dental practices across the globe. And you know what I've discovered? Everyone has the same challenges. I'm excited to share wisdom that I've gained from great dental practices just like yours. So Kathleen's with me again today. Hello, Amy. Merry Christmas to all. Yeah, we are. How many shopping days left? Like nine? Oh, I think about that. <laughs> oh, well, good thing we have online shopping. Yes. No um, kidding. No kidding. That's been good. So Kathleen, what is our topic today? Well, Amy, our topic today is questions that you may be asking your patients that are killing your case acceptance. So, you know, most of us in the dental industry have been trained to ask the same questions. Uh, a lot of these just really don't contribute in a positive way at all to the patient experience and definitely don't strengthen our patient relationships. Yet we've all kind of been in the habit of asking them. OK, so I guess my question is, why do you think that people that work in a dentist office ask these questions if they could possibly be making their patients feel guilty or uncomfortable or even um, maybe a reason that they don't return back to the practice? Well, that's a good question. And, you know, I've thought about that, Kathleen, and I I don't know. I really think that these questions stem from maybe how we treated patients years ago when dentists mm -hmm. were primarily used for crisis-based um, solutions, but with all the advances in technology that allow us to be a lot more proactive um, we can help patients prevent issues. And, you know, the other thing, too, is I think just the um, number of dentists out there. There are a lot right. more dentists uh, per capita than we had, you know, mm -hmm. decades ago. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Kathleen. How would you feel if you were asked, uh, what are your concerns? Is anything hurting or do you have any sensitive areas if you just went in for a cleaning? Well, if I'm just going in for a cleaning, I would think, um, well, gosh, if, if nothing is sensitive or nothing's hurting or I really don't have any concerns, nothing's bothering me, um, my teeth must be pretty healthy. Okay. Yeah. And here's the here's the interesting part is a lot of dental issues don't hurt, mm -hmm. uh, especially early on. You know, gum disease, for example. I mean, I, I think we all wish, um, at least in the dental industry, that gum disease were a little more painful. Uh, that people might act on mm -hmm. uh, some You'd have solutions. something that you would even be able to say. Yeah. yeah and, makes sense. And I, I hate that, but, you know, mm -hmm. a lot more people might be able to, to save their teeth if uh, gum disease were uncomfortable, but it's really not. Um, I think, too, you know, when patients come in and we ask all of those questions and they're like, nope, nope, just here for a cleaning. And then maybe the hygienist or dentist looks in their mouth and it's a train wreck. Um then what, you know? Right. And so I asked that question uh, to a hygienist recently and she said, well, then you just educate them. And I asked her how successful education was with patients um, that have that perception, i.e. I, I must be fine because she asked me about concerns and pain and nothing's bothering me. And she basically said, well, not many people are receptive if they, um, you know, don't have anything bothering them. And then I try to educate. Okay. So 
so what would those questions be? I mean, how, how could someone phrase that if you were dealing with a patient? Well, I am so glad you asked, Kathleen. <laughs> so I think we need to shift our, our thinking from crisis-based or putting out fires to prevention and future focus. Questions like, tell me what you like about your teeth. Uh, or how can we help you maintain what you currently have? You know, if you ask patients, how do you feel about your teeth? And they say, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would maybe follow that up with, well, how do you see us helping you maintain what you're currently enjoying? Uh, or even what if we were to look down the road 10, 15 years from now, what will you value most about your teeth at That's that a point? Good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, put the value on the smile, their teeth, their future. That's a good one. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's hard in the here and now, if we sit down with a patient that's just here for a cleaning or a new patient visit and their perception is I'm fine. Thank you very much. And we ask them, well, what do you want to change about your teeth? Mm -hmm. I think that, I mean, how would that make you feel? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I don't really want to change anything if I'm doing a good job brushing and flossing and all those things and no, and I'm not in pain. But yes, I think maybe. Yeah, I think it's like, what are you trying to, to sell me? Right, well, that's true. Yes. <laughs> so um, may I, some other questions we could ask are what role does prevention play for you and when, when caring with your teeth? Um, how proactive do you want to be? Uh, you know, how do you see us helping you with what's important to you? Or even if if we see some things that aren't necessarily broken, but might uh, be issues in in you, you know, being able to achieve your long term goals down the road, what do you want to do about those things? Mm-hmm. And it's right. all about ownership, right? Um, how do you feel about this uh, question, Kathleen? When was your last cleaning or dental visit? Well, I think. I'm, I'm a pretty regular dental patient. So I will, I mean, I, I would, you know, say I go every six months, but I think there's a lot of people, a lot of people I know very well that hate to go to the dentist. And so they put it off and they put it off. And I think you're setting patients up to either feel guilty or to lie about <laughs> when their last cleaning was. Um, and I'll, I'll say I'm due for a mammogram. And if I went and I'm probably, a year or more behind. And if I went to the mammogram person, which I do have my appointment in January, but if I went and she started, you know, saying, well, I can't believe that, you know, you haven't been regular with your mammogram appointment. I, you know, it makes you feel bad. I don't, you know, I'm like, I'm here now. I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah, you don't want to feel guilty. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, instead of asking that, um, I think the other, here's the other thing too. And, and anyway, I'm jumping around, but one thing that I want to make sure um, we think about, and this is another question I ask hygienists often is, you know, if, if you really want to know when their last cleaning was, how often is their answer congruent with what you see in their mouth? And, you know, as I ask a lot of hygienists that they're like, well, it really isn't indicative of what I see. Right. So again, right. why on earth do we even ask that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, what do you kind of say? I mean, is it more of just kind of, we're glad you're here. Um, You know, what would you like for us to know about 
your dental history? Is that kind of maybe something that they could say or? I think that's awesome. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, you know, even with your mammogram, hey, that's okay. I'm glad you're here now. Right. Um, right. No worries. I we, mean, let's We let's are guilted ahead. in all aspects of life these days. So we don't need to be <laughs> guilted at the dentist office or at the mammogram <laughs> place. Well, you know, there's plenty of guilt to go around for all of us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. What about even have you had any bad dental experiences? And and I get this because I know uh, in asking that question, at least I know my motivation when I used to ask that question was, well, we want to make sure we don't do that. But do we really want to rehash everybody's worst? I mean, what? <laughs> what? Let's see if you relive one of the worst possible dentist appointments in your life. Tell me more. Yeah. Have you ever had any <laughs> bad mammogram experiences? I mean, really? Uh, I mean, maybe even you could just kind of say, um, what can we do to ensure that this is going to be the best possible experience while you're at our practice? How can we make you as as most comfortable as you can be? Um, I mean, just kind of maybe put a positive spin on you know, they're, they're in your chair now. Let's just make it happy. Perfect. I love that. I love that, Kathleen. Yeah. What can we do to make sure you're comfortable today? Um, I think even, you know, if we want to, to go there, I think even asking, what have you liked about your past dentists uh, or dental offices? Mm -hmm. You know, if, if we're going to go there. Um, here's another way we make patients feel guilty. Do you floss? Uh, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, I remember a few years ago, I went to my, uh, annual checkup with my doctor and one of the first questions he asked when he walked in the room is, are you exercising? Uh, and you know, I'm like, oh, mm. it's like oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I get up and run to the bathroom every morning. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, well, and another thing, it's like, if, if you're looking in someone's mouth, you're going to be able to know if they're flossing or not. I mean, I don't think you need to ask that question. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right. And I've yet to meet a hygienist who says that she can't tell whether or not a patient is a flosser by looking in their mouth. So again, exactly, yeah. exactly. Or maybe even just say, you know, okay, tell me about your normal, like your, what's your routine? Then you can ask, you know, would it be helpful if I gave you, you know, some more information that will, you know, uh, help you with your long-term smile. I mean, there's there's ways of asking about how they take care of their teeth instead of, do you floss? Do you brush every day? Do you brush twice a day? I mean, those are just kind of those routine questions that maybe get away from those. Yeah, I think that's great, Kathleen. Yeah, just ask them, tell me, what does your normal routine look like? Uh, and they'll go and where say, they want to go. Don't feel guilty. Don't, don't feel guilty if you don't floss every day. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the interesting thing, this is, is really kind of crazy. I saw these statistics a few years ago put out by the ADA and, um, it, uh, the, the question was how many dentists floss, what percentage of the dentists floss. And what was so crazy about that is the percentage of dentists that floss was the same as the general population. I do not doubt that for a second, That I think that's so interesting. It is. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> so, you know, education, guys, again, education, I'm not saying we shouldn't educate patients, but it's not part of the decision making process. You know, there right, are right. plenty of overweight cardiologists out there that have high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. You know, it's if, if education uh, were, you know, an influencer, um, we wouldn't have those situations. Well, here's another one. You need a crown. Okay. Those of you that have been hanging out with, uh, with us for any period of time know that we don't like the word need. Nobody likes to be told, um, 
what they need to do. And we don't like to admit this, but dentistry is really discretionary. You know, just ask patients who are on your unscheduled treatment list that uh, can't can't do treatment because they're going to Disney World um, or it's Christmas time and they want to spend that money. Um, you know, even words like might or think or you know, if we say we might be able to do that or I might be able to help uh, or I think I can do that. You know, we're not giving off a very enthusiastic vibe and uh, it or, or even acting kind of sure of yourself. I mean, it's like, oh, so you might be able to help me. OK, well, I probably need to go to somebody that can help me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it indicates you might lack some ability, whether it's a clinical solution or financial arrangements or scheduling. Um, and if you're unsure, you're right. Patients probably going to be unsure. Right. Um, so, you know, instead of might or think, uh, let's let's try something different. Well, um, we can do that for you. Would you would you like to do that instead? I mean, maybe. Yeah. Stay away from the mites and the thinks and the um, just do. Yes, absolutely. What what day can you come in? Yeah. Yeah. Even saying things. Uh, I tell this story about um, Dr. Kurt Williams in Ellsworth, Kansas and uh, Carmen, who has worked in his office for years and years. And um, Carmen got in the habit of saying on the phone when new patients would call uh, and ask about implants, she'd say or Invisalign or whatever it was, it didn't even matter. She would say, oh, that is Dr. Williams' favorite thing to do. And so- I love that. That's right. I love that. And then uh, she actually got a call from a new patient at, uh, you know, after she'd been saying this forever. And the new patient said, and I can't remember what the service was. I think it might've been implants. Patient said, you know, I would like to schedule a new patient visit with Dr. Williams for, for implants. I hear that's his favorite thing to do. And so, you know, that, well, I mean, who wouldn't want to go to someone? It's like, that's your favorite thing to do. It's kind of like, buddy, the elf, smiley, <laughs> smiley's my favorite. It's like, well, I mean, you want, you want somebody that loves what they're doing. I think that's great. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. So, you know, I was um, watching some video footage of one of our, our, you know, practices that they just as a, you know, self-improvement tool, they videotape role-playing and things like that. And they had sent it to me for um, some feedback. And one of the things that they um, said is, uh, you know, we usually do this or we usually do that. Like we usually take x-rays and photos on all new patients. That's one of those words that's um, kind of indicates that maybe you are, we, we do the same thing for every patient that walks through our door. It's on our agenda, not not yours. I think that's kind of one of those words to maybe steer away from. I mean, you want someone to know that they've listened to you and um, they can offer a solution that mats, matches what's you know important to you, not so much. Well, we usually, yeah. like, no, no, this is what we're going to do for you. That's right. They want to know that they've been heard and understood and that, you know, you're not, um, they're not just a number coming right. through your office. Absolutely. Uh, another word I heard or a term I heard the other day um, that kind of oh, it made me cringe was that's impossible. <laughs> oh, well, you know, well, we're just not ever going to say that. No, that, <laughs> take right. that out of your vocabulary completely. Yeah. And just uh, don't do that. That's right. And if you haven't yet. That's go one of those don't, won't, shouldn't, can't, don't. Mm -mm. Tune in from last week to learn the words that you cannot use. You read my mind, Kathleen. <laughs> yeah. Tune into episode three. <laughs> 
even things like I'm worried, I'm concerned about X, you know, well, it doesn't really matter what you're worried or concerned about when it comes to your patient's teeth. Um, because when you tell patients you're concerned about something without basing it on their fundamental motivation and goals, it's more about you. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they want to know your opinion and your expert advice and, and all of that. But again, if we're truly talking about a patient-centered system where we listen to our patients, um, we co-diagnose, we come up with plans together, uh, where you're, you know, you're going to be able to help more patients mm -hmm. more comprehensively, then we need to really reevaluate how we're communicating with patients. And uh, I think it's a good time to do that. And to make sure that it's really patient centered, not not dentist centered or or staff centered or, you know, time restraint centered, but just really just always about the patient. Um, Absolutely. Okay, Amy. I am so excited about next week because <laughs> I hear we're going to talk about some team drama. And I'm, I'm really, I mean, I think this is going to be like maybe, you know, real housewives kind of drama. Like, I mean, like really seriously, like Netflix worthy. Uh, well, we'll see. I don't know about that, but yeah. Do you have an energy vampire in your team? Um, and if you don't think you do, you might be it. So either an way. Energy vampire. Yeah, okay, I like that term. Okay, so basically yeah. they suck all the energy out of the office and don't even realize they're doing it. That's right. Okay. That's okay. right. Ooh, I'm tuning in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, don't forget that registration is now open for our January 22nd virtual front desk Scottish retreat. You will not want to miss it. It is going to be great information um, just and a lot of fun too. So call Amy and I'm going to give you this 800 number. You can call her directly. 800 592 7239 to register and mention this podcast because we're in the Christmas giving spirit and you will get $50 off your registration. Absolutely. You know, and, and if you uh, call me and it's two in the morning and I don't answer, you can also go to our website. Holler at two in the morning. She'll answer the phone. That's right. That's, that's right. That's a local ad that we're making fun of. Oh, yeah. This was a, if a you're. A car dealership from East Texas. where my. Texas. If you call me at four in the morning, I'll, if I know you're coming, I'll meet you. There. Yeah. If I know you're coming, but if I don't know you're calling, <laughs> I may be asleep. So you can also go to our website, uh, bradygroupllc.com, and you'll find the link to register on our homepage um, for the Virtual Front Desk Goddess Retreat. Just make sure you use the promo code FDGR as in front desk goddess retreat. And it, that will save you your, your $50. All access members, your tuition's already covered. Hey, Amy, let's talk about all access. What, uh, what is all access and, and how, what does that mean? Well, all access, those are Brady group members who uh, receive regular personal coaching from us, uh, resources. Um, I zoom, with um, our all access members, many on a weekly basis with personalized support. It's basically a month to month coaching program that is customized based on what the practice is wanting to accomplish. Doctor, team members, everybody's involved. Um, and there's no, yeah, there's no long term obligation. We just believe that as long as you value our coaching, um, you'll want to continue. And so, during the month of January, and I've already scheduled some of these, but I do have some spots left for a no obligation practice evaluation via Zoom, and you can contact me to schedule. Well, all access. I love it. Okay. Um, please just subscribe to our Front Desk Goddess 
Diaries um, podcast, rate the podcast, pass it on to your friends. Um, we just, we have a ball doing this and we hope you have them listening. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And I second that. Please subscribe <laughs> um, from one goddess to another. This is Amy signing off. I'll see you next time.